Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing The Szechuan Dragon, which is episode 21 from season six and originally aired on the 6th of May, 1990. Our writer for this episode is Tom Sawyer, who has written 24 episodes. The episodes he's written that we've covered are Broadway Malady, Joshua Peabody Died Here Possibly, No Laughing Murder, The Family Jewels, The Return of Preston Giles, Program for Murder, Dead Eye, The Phantom Killer, A Quaking in Aspen, and Evidence of Malice. I just always think of Dead Eye as like Glennis's most hated. <laughs> it was a pretty terrific episode. <laughs> so this episode, we are back in Cabot Cove, but Jessica isn't there. She's off in London visiting her cousin Emma, who is about to meet the queen because she's performing at some sort of royal variety thing so jessica's out there supporting her while jessica is away grady her nephew played by michael horton has come to stay at her house with his wife donna mayberry fletcher played by debbie zip who is seven months pregnant with their baby so we are watching this episode because we've now watched the wedding episode so we feel like that Mm -hmm. should be covered sequentially for glennis so grady and donna come to the house and they are greeted by Dr. Seth Hazlitt, played by William Wyndham and Sheriff Mort Metzger, played by Ron Masick, who are old friends of Jessica's. And Seth is sort of looking after them a bit because Donna is pregnant and Grady is a very anxious, uh, soon-to-be new dad. They are greeted in the house by Connie Lewis, played by Eleanor Donahue, who's Jessica's weird neighbor who's there watering the plants and real Debbie Downer. She has a son called Stanley. <laughs> who's uh, got a roll-on motorcycle i didn't write down the actor that played stanley but i will look it up later because it's kind of important but i didn't know that when i wrote the cast list anyways so they find a, a, a statue of a dragon in the house they think it's ugly they put it in the closet but little do they know that while all this is going on there's a trio of ne'er-do-wells, Carla Thyssen, played by Belinda Bauer, Justin Honeycutt, played by David Warner, and a character referred to as the Cambodian, played by James Liu, who are all trying to get a hold of this statue. And they're sort of tracking down this guy that they refer to as the sea captain uh, to see if they can find this dragon. And I guess you meant to think at some point that it's some antique thing and it's very, very valuable. And they're all trying to kind of double cross each other. So one night, um, the sea captain breaks into the house and he is murdered and Donna and Grady find him there. I, we sort of, it's a little bit confusing, but it turns out the sea captain who was the one they thought had the statue had known Jessica's aunt Harriet and they were boyfriend, girlfriend And then when Harriet died, she gave Jessica this statue that I guess you're meant to think that the sea captain had given her. And now he's there to try to break in and find it. And they all think it's really valuable. There's a lot of backs and forth. People keep breaking into the house and ransacking the house. And then local butcher Nick Zavikis, played by (laughs) Roman Bieri, is... I guess he's Greek. And so Moore asked him to translate a letter the sea captain had that was in Greek. And it said something about the location of this fairly valuable statue, but Nick pretended like he didn't know that. So then he tries to break into the house to get a hold of it. 
Anyways, lots of toings and froings. Well, and then they find another guy who's, I guess, speaks Greek to one of actually... the fishermen at the dock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Not only speaks, like, reads it. Like, they all these, these guys in Kavika read Greek. But, and then, so he translates it for more, anyways. It, you know, and then Grady and Don are dealing with all this and they're trying to kind of keep it from Jessica because they don't want her to worry because she's in London visiting, uh, seeing the queen. <laughs> Anyways, you think it's one of the trio that's up to no good, but it turns out it was actually Stanley who murdered oh. the sea captain because the sea captain, so Stanley had was the original person to break into Jessica's house to try to steal cash because he had this motorcycle that he wanted so hot hot. (laughs) and he stole money intended for the plumber but the sea captain had found him robbing jessica's house and i guess kind of confronted him and then the uh, stanley beamed him over the head and killed him and it turns out in the end the statue wasn't even anything it was just a little it wasn't an antique or anything and it wasn't the super valuable thing they thought it was but they end up kind of giving the trio of baddies a run around <laughs> by pretending like a key fell out of the bottom of it <laughs> so that they would have to try to solve that mystery but then seth said oh it's just my tackle box key <laughs> so <laughs> he's like that'll keep them busy for a while <laughs> but then like where was the st- i mean and like i also want to talk about timelines because apparently <laughs> her herbit how do they say oh it? yeah herbit Malibu. <laughs> like he only got the statue from the cambodian five weeks ago but then aunt harriet died within that time and yeah. he, he if he was if he'd sent her this thing like wouldn't he have tried to come back for her funeral like she was like she was on her deathbed and like basically made me take this thing. I just it all seemed like too quick. I yeah, I mean there's a couple of holes here, but it's like just kind of a fun romp through Cabot Cove without Jessica being there. So we're all in Jessica's house and her house is just getting absolutely destroyed <laughs> while she's off in London. Um so we have a couple fun facts here. The first one is <laughs> This is Debbie Zip's final performance as Donna. She mm. is, of course, married to Michael Horton in real life, which is the greatest of all murder she wrote facts that the two of these, yeah. these two people ended up together. This is one of only a few episodes where Angela Lansbury does not share any scenes with anyone, apart mm. from, I guess, the bookend episodes. But she's she is actually in this episode. Um, she talks to the other characters only by phone. It's a little uh, petite feat, if you will. There's a petite feet quality to it. Yes, Glenna. So <laughs> they've shot this entire thing and they're like, oh, but we need Jessica in it at some point. <laughs> when Jessica solves it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, I don't think, yeah, there's a couple of, well, anyways, we can get into the, um, so this episode was actually requested by a couple of different people who wanted us to cover the Szechuan dragon. <laughs> so it's quite a fun one, really. I mean, this is quite, it's pretty lighthearted and very comedy heavy, I think, this one. So yeah, Szechuan dragon. Thoughts? Herbit. 
Pivot Malachi. <laughs> spell it. Well, everybody's always spelling his last name. It's like, how else do you spell Malachi? Guys? Yeah, but it's like, is his first name Herbert or is it Herbert? Herbert Malachi. <laughs> We all know we all know how to spell Malachi since Children of the Corn. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> exactly. It's a funny episode because I, you know, think I've seen like all of them, and I know I obviously have seen this one, but definitely not enough times because I kind of forgot all about Stanley. Stanley hair. Yeah. I, when the when the neighbor came in. I thought, oh, she's bad, right? That's what like, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Because she's so weird. Yeah. And like negative. Yeah. And she stood there for ages basically being like, don't have kids to a lady that's like seven months pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, and then like the fact that David Warner is in it makes me laugh so hard. I mean, he's like a big time. I mean, pretty famous actor. He's like a real actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that there aren't real actors on this show, but like a proper one, like one that's like has a certain gravitas to him. This is his second one, though. I think he's in another app, Murder, She Wrote. I'm not sure which one. Oh, he is? Okay, now I want to look. But also, it's weird to have him in it and not have him be like the main character. Like, you know, like, and he is sort of, but he's not. He's so creepy in it. He is. Oh, he just passed away not that long ago. Yeah. He was in um the Horatio Hornblower series, if people are interested in uh, catching yes. up on that. <laughs> Very good in that. He's also apparently in a really good isn't it David Warner that's in the one where it's like it's like a time traveling like Sherlock Holmes or something like that. Ashley, do you know what I'm talking about? Or is it like Jack the Ripper or something? Oh, I know. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I can't remember. But the other episode he's in, which I remember him in, is Death in Hong Kong, where yeah. Jessica's in Hong Kong. Oh, that's the my one. God. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that. I can't remember if that's the one I'm thinking of, but there is a good one. I think it's in Hong Kong with a big dinner. And I won't get yeah. into the rest of it. That it's that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh that one's I enjoy I like that one too. Me so. too. Where she has the like fancy yeah. friend that gets kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like this lady's having a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I was just yeah, he I forgot that he's in multiples, but it made me laugh. It just is yeah. funny because it's like, what is he the equivalent of? Like, if you were watching like NCIS and like, I'm trying to think of it, like Ian e McKellen. McKellen. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's also in a really good Lewis. Yeah. Um, he's okay. really good. <laughs> Can you yeah, know, it was just funny. Yeah. And that he's not even like, the. he's just kind of like a bit character. And he's in a Midsummer, Megan. Wait, he is? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he's in, a he's in two Lewises, too. Yeah, he's. I knew him in the Lewis. Okay, now I gotta... If I was a famous actor, I, the first thing I would tell my agent is, like, book me on Midsummer, <laughs> like, as quick as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and then death oh, in paradise yes, he is. It, it's actually that is a good one i forgot <laughs> okay as we've taken a, a kind of windy way <laughs> well what i'll say about it is like and i don't think anybody's bad in this episode at all but he's like delivering a performance that's like it's a different kind of thing than what the others are doing do you know they're playing it really straight mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. you got a little bit of a a wink to him everything's a little sinister it's like he's the only one that feels like a real like threat and it's I think that's because he's it's sort of a different way of it's more like serious but I think he's also not afraid to ham it up which I appreciate a lot so I think he delivers some of those lines in a really fun uh way I like David Warner I think he's I do too yeah I do too but yeah, it was just it was just funny. Straight up. If you were watching NCIS and Ian McKellen showed up, you'd be like, what is happening? Like, does he have a boat he was trying to buy or something? I mean, that's kind of what I'm right. thinking here. You know? Or like if he's close friends with Angela Lansbury or something. Yeah. And- yeah potentially i would imagine those two could uh, he might be a little bit younger than her i'm not i'm not sure um, he was about 16 years younger right okay so not quite years yeah i liked his lines he said like when he's talking to um oh what's the brunette lady's name a carla carla He's like, judging from that quarter pound of makeup you have on, I gather you met up with our seafaring friend. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, rough. <laughs> there was a lot of like loaded sentences here where you had to like tease it out for a little bit, you know, but it was yeah. good. There was a part yeah. that made me laugh. I, like, I know it's, we're kind of getting ahead of it, but when, um, when, Floyd sees the letter and it's in Greek and he's oh, like no. oh it's great uh, this is Greek I, I know this from my fraternity <laughs> that's like fraternity <laughs> uh, more it's like college <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down too and he saved the day I love that it was like fun to see them pair up yeah it's always yeah fun. like when uh Seth gives um, Mort the pathology report. <laughs> Mort goes, you call that a pathology report? I learned more from a frog that I dissected in high school biology. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love the fact that they show up to Jessica's house to look at the dead body. And Mort's in like jeans and his like letterman jacket yeah, and drinking like Brooklyn, Jessica's I think. coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's like they are making themselves so comfy. <laughs> when they're when they're like oh like how's like donna handling it she's like coffee anyone like (laughs) totally fine with seeing a dead person donna's murdered somebody do we not like she's used to seeing a dead person (laughs) so that was gonna be my question because i think the answer is no but you never like meet the kid right which kid stanley Grady and um oh oh no. no so if this is her last performance I think do mm. we not find out I'm sure Grady must be because this is only season six and does Grady not appear later than this <sighs> well I have to look because Michael Horton oh, is know. in 
12 episodes. I mean, that is a, a lot. But there are a lot of early ones, like, dedicated to how terrible his love life is. You're right. I mean, this one, you know, he still gets a lady hitting on him just to use oh, him yeah. for something. <laughs> that scene was wild. I know. It was so weird. And then the way that she looks at it when he's like, that's my wife. And, like, <laughs> Carla's, like, disgusted with him. I'm like, you just came in and made out with some random dude in some house. But he let her kiss him. I mean, it's crazy, dummy. He is a dumb dumb. I know. I I did have written down, like, oh my God, why does Grady keep letting strange people into the house? (laughs) (laughs) I was watching with Gwyneth and he came on the screen and Gwyneth was just like, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) It's our gift to you. Merry Christmas, Gwyneth. (laughs) Although this one was a... He wasn't, um, how do I put this? He wasn't like as like sort of useless as he normally is. Like he did (laughs) sort of clock that the phone repairman wasn't quite right. A little too late, but. (laughs) Donna clocked it right away. I mean, she called the police from the other house. It did make me laugh when Carla was saying to, um, uh, Grady, she's like, oh, have you met the Cambodian? And he's like, who's that? And then she's like, or Justin Honeycutt? And he goes, is that two people? <laughs> <laughs> also, he, Grady's only in one more episode after this, and it's in season 11. Huh. Really interesting. Okay. Sad. I mean, but maybe... Like, I don't know if Debbie Zip was pregnant here, really. But maybe if they started their family and stuff, they, like, took a bit of time out oh, to like kind of do that. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, like, I think in those sort of between 6 and 11, you know, we do kind of move away from the kind of family connection mm. stuff with Jessica. Mm-hmm. And then we send her more out to the kind of fancy places. So Grady's not... New York. Yeah, He's not and I, on brand anymore. But yeah, I think. But it, it sounded like him and Angela were like pals. Like so, yeah. You know, she obviously was nice. Um, I didn't know he was in fifty-six episodes of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Whoa! Who really? Who was he? I think he was a voice, like the king. He, he's uh, not the king. <laughs> He's listed as uh, James Michael Jones, Old Goat, and hold on. The new IMG format is very hard to see. What I hate it. I, I hate it. Too. Hate it. It's so annoying. It's they keep refreshing it, and it's like they make it worse every time. Sorry, it's Ashley. Awful. Oh yeah, it's just a lot of it's a lot of voice work. So he plays a character, Betty O'Connick Templeton Jones, repeatedly, and then James Michael Jones. I don't know who the characters are in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but yeah, 56 episodes. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see Grady. It's nice to know he and Donna are still together after they get married. Even though he's being an absolute turd. I mean, he's being so silly with her, but then it's also like when Seth was like, "Enjoy it." I was like, "Yeah," 
because seriously, once you have that baby, people really aren't interested in looking <laughs> at you very much. <laughs> they make you lift all sorts of things, and then it's not... <laughs> also, I mean, yeah, her her nightdress, like when she was rolling around in the bed with that big tummy, it is so uncomfortable to roll when you when you're that like heavily pregnant. But then the idea of having a constricting neck oh, yeah. thing, it's so like, how does she breathe? Like, I did comment that. I was like, one, to have like a button-up nightdress that doesn't just like pull over, feels like extra work. And for that button and collar to be so tight around the neck. I know. It was, yeah. Digging into her windpipe. You know who didn't have that problem? Was the plumber who had minimum three buttons undone on his shirt. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I caught that when I was watching earlier and I was like, Oh, so good. Wait, what's going on here? His shirt was so unbuttoned. Something for the ladies. Yeah, it was kind of wild. <laughs> you got to keep them coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I do with Bennett that I made a, her like rewatch the scene to see. Yeah, maybe it just goes, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Donna sort of solves it. Uh, you know, Jessica solves it in the end, but she's the one who knows about the repairman because she said there was no van outside. Yeah. And she's the one yeah. who finds the sea captain in the old family photos. <laughs> yeah. So she's, yeah, she's pretty indispensable in this episode. And she's also like, I guess, the voice of reason because Grady's freaking out because she's pregnant and he doesn't want her to hurt herself. Huh. I mean, are are you meant to assume that, like, being in the city was too stressful? I'm like... I think that's what they thought. Like, oh, while she's so pregnant, we'll just come to Cabot Cove for a bit. Like, relax. Yeah, so I didn't know if, like, a doctor had told her, like, you need to go. Mm. And- I don't think she was, like, on on bed rest or anything, but mm. just, yeah. I don't know, take it easy. But then, of course, shenanigans ensue. So me. <laughs> the energy during the Monday recordings versus the Friday recording. Literally- <laughs> <laughs> like, world. <laughs> I'm only going to speak for myself on that because I am so tired today. But like, it is just really. <laughs> there's no, there's very little pep in my step at the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just kind of makes me feel better that other people are feeling sleepy too. Oh my god, I'm so sleepy. It's only the beginning of the flipping week. I know that's the scary part. It's the holiday, you know, the weekends during the holidays are a little more intense. Honestly, it's and it's also just like there's so many flipping activities between now and like yeah. when like work <laughs> breaks up. It just feels like just trying to stay ahead of the game a little bit. Um, sorry, sorry, I didn't, I'm just talking about myself. Oh no, me too. I've had no, so much I'm coffee there. today and I can hardly keep my eyes open. And I've got caffeinated tea, so Woo! <laughs> Watch out, world. world. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> yeah, so we have Don and Grady. I guess they're sort of in the Jessica role, although they're not like the main crime solvers, but it's like they're kind of 
fun inter like I think I think Linus maybe you could tell us your thoughts of like if you that went about as well as you thought it could have considering the episode is literally centered on grade. <laughs> yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised by this episode. It was good. The S word. It was very silly. Um and these these three cast and characters that are just like they're in their own world and like I can't imagine like if you were in like a small town having these like three lunatics descend <laughs> a small town where everyone speaks Greek <laughs> <laughs> and Stanley's no. hair flip at the beginning I mean oh yeah can we get it oh, yeah Stanley waves like maybe like it was just so dramatic yeah. can we get into Stanley <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to Glennis, well, quick before like we switch to Stanley's hair, um, to Glennis's point, it does feel like those three characters are like in an espionage movie, and then yes. the rest of it yes. is just like Cabot Cove is operating per usual. So it was like an interesting, like, outsider's perspective. It was just like, what? <laughs> Very like, um, Tinker Taylor like tinker taylor soldier spy meets like <laughs> green acres or something like that it's so true they're like in a totally different <laughs> tv show yeah, yeah I mean, it's like this will occupy them for like years to come i just imagine it's you know more of the same like oh we gotta find the key oh no the cambodian took it this time oh no honeycut took it next time and they just go around to these towns just being terrible yeah because i think they didn't give enough backstory on like what was so i mean i guess they said something about it but it was like why how do these three even know each other or like mm -hmm. i i don't i guess i mean i this the scenes with them were entertaining i mean the one lady gets like pushed all the way over by the captain yeah <laughs> and was, she like, gets jarring. knocked out and then <laughs> you're right like with there's no backstory to them i mean maybe you don't like <laughs> need it but yeah you're right yeah, I mean, it does feel like time travel-y, too, where they're just plopped into, like, a different universe. Uh, <laughs> but, there, you know, when you're watching a thing and there's a lot of double-crossing, and at some yeah. point, inevitably, and it's like, I consider myself a pretty smart person, but, like, at some point, I either lose the will to remember where we are with the double crossing or I just can't follow it. It's, so so, true. it's like when you watch what's the there's a Lauren Bacall Humphrey Bogart movie. It's, it's not the big easy. It's like um, the big sleep. Uh -huh. There is so much double crossing mm -hmm. and you're like about mm -hmm. I would say an hour in you're just like you know what I'm here for the ride I literally have no idea anymore yeah. who's doing what yeah. <laughs> it, agreed like it, <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> when Honeycutt shows up to the beach and the, the Cambodian sitting there and he's like, oh, like, Carla doesn't know I'm here. And, like, where you followed. And they just totally drop whatever was happening with that. Like, right. that never resurfaces again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, we know that they'll want the dragon. But, like, 
Well, how, you know, you know, just there were. <laughs> right. I mean, this is why, like, this is why Mark and I haven't sat and watched Tinker Taylor Soldiers fight together because I know <laughs> he'd follow it. And I would just at some point be like, I, it's too much effort for me to try to yeah. remember. And I think this Murder, She Wrote episode understands that because they're like, we're going to say we're double crossing. We're not going to bother to say why or the amount of money I'm going to promise this person that's more than what that person's going to promise. I'm just going to say I'm double crossing them. And you go, I'm double crossing them. And you're like, yes, this surface level double crossing <laughs> is all I need. Yeah, no, you're right. It's not really the point of it, you know? Yeah. So now can we please talk about Stanley? Of course. That bike's so hot. <laughs> With his hot, hot bike. And like, <laughs> there we get to see him. Because yes, Susanna, my initial thought was like, oh, I remember that that mom did it. I think, is that who I guessed? You did. I, I think I kind of like, what do you call that? Steered you wrong? Like, so it's like, anyhow, but spoiler, I got it wrong. Um, well, I was gonna say, get it wrong, but uh, yeah, you meet him and you're like, Whoa, who is this Bobo? And then so most of my notes are like, Oh my god, Stanley, I need more Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, This episode's not enough, Stanley. It really wasn't enough, Stanley. No, it's just his perpetual frown, which is like, Ugh. Like the face he makes at the end too. He just like just a huge like bottom lip out frown. He's like that bike's so hot. Sorry, things hadn't been so easy for Stanley. (laughs) Well, his mom is an emotional vampire, so we did see that in the beginning (laughs) with terrible bits. Oh God, the nits were so bad. And Donna and Grady didn't even ask her a single question. And she was like, well, let me tell you, like, I've got a son and he's got a motorcycle. It's really loud. And he's going to get an even louder motorcycle. To, like, I know that she's like, well, hopefully out. the bank will turn down his loan. You're like, okay. Well, a little foreshadowing as well. I know. It turned down his loan. She did wish that, and then he murdered someone. So, so I hope you're happy, Connie. Is that <laughs> Connie. <laughs> Love oh, it. Connie. So good. Happy, you're happy, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, God, she's pretty tough. They're yeah. both like so annoying, and you're like, it just you know, you it, you can go fast enough to outrun the smell of fish. Oh, oh, I know it's God. like I get it. That he, monologue was rough. it was rough. He murdered an old man. I mean, that is like yeah, the thing, right? Right in a, in a, in a stranger's home, right? right. I mean. Yeah, trying to steal their and, money. Uh, was the money for the plumber gonna really help him with the motorcycle? <laughs> and it was like two hundred dollars. I'm sorry, but and the motorcycle Ugh. was so hot, so hot, <laughs> so hot. <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. I mean, it was like his hair; it was everything. I don't know. It just was. Just I wanted more rump. Yeah, I did too. 
He was a typical Cabot Cove youth, untrustworthy yeah, that's and murderous. Really good point. I know I wrote that down. Yeah. Like, like while Connie was an emotional vampire, like, you know, she had this nice home. She's like more or less a nice person. And they just keep churning out these dirtbag teens. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And he was living at home. Like, he didn't speak Greek, you know? He didn't speak Greek. <laughs> Delivering fish. Yeah. No, but the guy wasn't getting paid. He wasn't paying him either. Oh, because yeah. Because he, he said it was all the money, money away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, I can't help if business is slow. I like that they gave Stanley such a hard time about that. It's like Stanley just wants the money for the fish he's brought. Like, what right, is the like problem? He should right. be paid. Exactly. Shall I go through the baits? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thunder weather and no. Secreters closet hiding. We had lots of breaking in. Oh, well, there was the wind on the back of Stanley's hair flip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poison, poisoning, bludgeoning. We had a bludgeoned sea captain. Uh-huh. Habit. Habit <laughs> Malachi. <laughs> it's a little breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Phone work We had a lot of international phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica got to meet the she got to meet the queen. I know. Yeah, for because she was seeing cousin Emma. Emma's a big deal now. I guess since she inherited all that money from the the Viscount Black oh, Raven. Maybe. Had he uh, changed yeah. as well? Yeah. Well, yeah, hadn't he? I, I thought don't he know. had. I thought so. Um, he at least got the house, right? Yeah. After all that difficult stuff with um Patrick McNee, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Oliver Tremble. Oliver Tremble. Yeah. <laughs> and his heinous daughter. <laughs> his awful daughter. So weird. She's shaking. Donna gets manhandled like a lot in this episode. It's mm. like, can we like stop shoving around a pregnant lady to various like parts of a room and like yeah and the one lady gets thrown to the ground yeah carla well when they grabbed donna's wrist at the diet like what were they thinking like the three of them sat at the diner and donna comes up like you guys it's like a super busy diner (laughs) and instead of him being like oh like let's have a chat outside he just like grabs her by the wrist and she just starts screaming I did like that bit because then like all of Cabot Cove High's wrestling team like show up behind her to like protect her. <laughs> <laughs> so fake name. I'm sorry, window peep. There's a lot of um, the oh oh sorry no. I was the car window at the bus stop when um yeah. Justin and yeah. Carla are looking out the window. Fake name ID. The sea captain is Herbert Malachi. <laughs> It's her bit. Her bit Malachi. Shara. <laughs> this is good. Why can't I do a main act? I can't do any accents good. I'm the not main, like Glenn. I feel like the main accent is hard. It's so hard. Like I and it feels yeah. like it never sounds right. Like when I do it. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it is hard. Don't go up that road. <laughs> that was pretty good. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Pet Cemetery, you guys. Oh, <laughs> all I can think of is Sharaf from like Sharaf. Yeah, I mean 
university. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The fuzz slash cop quirk, we have more. So it doesn't count. There's no cop chemistry. Businessy business antiques double dealing. So this is like an episode of Lovejoy almost. Oh my God. Oh. Thank you for saying that. I need to go back down the Lovejoy wormhole that I was at for a while. And I'm like mad that I walked away. I didn't walk away from it. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> great. You got to a bad episode of Lovejoy. Did <laughs> no, he ever but... hook up with that rich lady that's his pal? I, I, I don't think so. so. I thought he did. She's married is the trouble. Like Lady she has, Patricia or something. It's like Lady Jane, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I thought it was Lady Jane. Okay, sorry, guys. I said it was a Monday. Okay? I thought it was Lady <laughs> Jane, Megan. I literally just watched an episode of Lovejoy like the other day. And I was like, the, the thing with Lovejoy is it's so slow until it, yeah. something incredibly yeah. fast happens. And you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> No, it is true. It isn't like the fastest moving show I've ever seen, but he's so like endearing and no, it's fun. And then you watch him at the auction and you're like, they need, I like a British show because they love a setup. So they're like, we are going to spend minimum 45 minutes setting up whatever this is. And you're just like, I have no idea where this is going, (laughs) but I'm on the, I'm, I like watching them sit around in pubs and like drink beer and talk about their thoughts on things and tinker comes in (laughs) i hardly know age ain't nothing but a number okay so i did i've just found an age for stanley he was 25 okay okay deputy floyd was 37 mort metzger was 54 seth hazlitt was 67 Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Zavakis was 61. Connie Lewis was 53. Grady Fletcher was 38. Wait, wait. How old was the mom? 53. Okay. Uh, Grady was 38 and Donna is also 38. Our trio, Carlo was 40. Oh. The Cambodian was 38. And Justin Honeycutt was 49. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just to acknowledge that it's not great, obviously, that there's a character that's just referred to as the Cambodian in this episode, and he's the only non-white person. Uh, We were saying that we thought, well, I'm sure this is right, but that they had sort of styled the episode after the Maltese Falcon and sort of, yeah, anyway, so we thought that that was part of why it was like a trio and there's the one femme fatale and then the, is it Sydney Greenstreet in the original one is the like older guy? Yep. And then, uh, yeah, she was saying Peter Laurie. I, it's it's something Cairo is the name of Peter Laurie's character. And I oh, can't right. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, so the Jonathan scale, you know, you can always make a little argument for Grady if you're, if you're so inclined. But, you know, I never I mean, feel like it's the right thing I, to do. I'm going Stanley. Oh, yeah. I know we don't like to pick like a murdering Jonathan, but <laughs> although, murdering. I mean, he didn't like, I don't want to defend him, but it, he didn't like set out to murder someone. It just, right? I mean, it was no, just it an oopsie doodle. Oopsie murder is Ashley's phrase. Yeah, before. yeah. I mean, he was just like so pathetic, kind of. 
He was, and yeah, just that typical Cabot Cove thing of like, yeah, not, it does not have his life together. <laughs> the one I always think of is like, okay, like Stanley, if he hadn't done all this, he's going to turn into the guy that was married to Sally Struthers, who was like such a demon. Oh my God, that guy. With the old he husbands. was horrible. That guy, the guy from Programmed for Murder that was slow poisoning oh, that his wife. was also awful. The guy who killed his girlfriend and buried her in the wall of Borby oh, House. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do not date a guy from Cabot Cove. How many You're times right, do we have to so say this? Many of them. Yeah. Uh, so Stanley, who burned down the furniture store to try to get <laughs> money for his expensive fiance, Marjorie. She was too beautiful. She needed that stuff, Susanna. She liked the she liked the finer things. <laughs> Marjorie. <laughs> Marjorie. That's my future you're holding right there. Oh dear. <laughs> we should have it's like a it's like a rogues gallery <laughs> of Cabaco men. Like Cabaco men murders. It's like just so honestly, bad. I want to look back and see the episodes we've done because like yeah, I guess. Yeah, that should have been my clue. Unless we forget Murder in Tempo, Ernie Lively. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been going around sniping him. I mean, it's guys, like, I don't know. Uh, these days, <laughs> no. I can't wait for the friend function in the next one. Oh my God, that one, I had to graft it out a little bit. Okay. I, was like, I need to follow here. Uh, petite feet no glamour shots the, okay so there is a photo of jessica on the mantle and a man is stood behind her with his arms around her waist and it, you can see it when i think it's seth is stood in front of the like mantle like uh, where her fireplace is in her living room and i'm sure that's meant to be frank mm. and i was like oh. i wish i could get a tighter in shot of that but All yeah right, i did I'll see, see that if i caught it by any chance but otherwise i'll go back and look did we ever find out if that photo behind Mort is of the queen? Oh, you know what? Which episode was that? Uh, wait, which is what we did? Was it Lines of Excellence? No, no, it wasn't like School for Murder. Oh, right. I need yeah. to do the pictures for school, for school for Murder, so I'll, I'll do that. It's really important to me that we know no, that no, about more. I, I just haven't. That's the one episode I'm behind on. <laughs> uh, smooches, we have Carla and Grady, weirdly, kissing this one. Yeah, that was so weird. That was tough. The bloody hands, we do see blood on the floor from the captain's head. But not as gross as we've gotten before with Tom Sawyer. No one purposefully stabbed themselves in the back, which I think we can all feel a little (laughs) bit grateful for. Wait, like the Buddy Hackett one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And they're like, oh, that's a crazy thing to do. It's like, no, seriously, you guys, that's a <laughs> crazy, no, crazy um, thing to do. Right, right. And Steve Lawrence is like, oh, you just were trying to get us back together to be best friends. <laughs> it's like, no, he's framing you for murder, using <laughs> his own body to do that. The bloody hands. Oh, yeah, we just done that. Sorry. Familial ties is Grady. Friend function doesn't apply here. And eyes closed, head shake. No, we didn't have that because there's no Jessica. Fave outfit. Worst outfit. Ashley. Fave 
outfit was Jessica's black blazer skirt suit with that polka dot blouse. Mm -hmm. And then worst outfit was Donna's bright pink sweatshirt with the black bow detail. Was that across the front and it was like sideways? Yeah. Yeah. I don't normally come in second here, but I a hundred, like both of mine are exactly that, Ashley. I thought Jessica's outfit was the only good one in the whole episode. I did too. Yeah. Maybe Carla, but nothing stood out to me about what she was wearing. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I 100% agree with Ashley on that. Glynis, what about you? Uh, Carla's wearing a like dark green um, like skirt suit when she meets up with Herbert. Um, and <laughs> that was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, even, <laughs> even though she gets beamed in the head in it. Um, and then yeah, uh, Donna's pink sweater as well as Connie's floral sweater that she wears seemingly throughout the entire time i mean i imagine several days have passed and she (laughs) not take off that sweater she loves it i um you know i forgot we actually have seen debbie zip as a pregnant woman in this show before and they did some horrific bow work to her in the last one that she was was the one where they're solving the mystery from a long time ago Yes, days dwindle down. And so I think we have a repeat of poor maternity. Fa- Although some of it was absolutely fine. Like she had a couple of black dresses that looked absolutely fine. Megan, what about you? I'm like looking back here and I'm not seeing a lot that I love. Oh, actually, I kind of liked Grady's robe, the blue robe, when they mm. find the oh, guy. Yeah. And I liked more Brooklyn zip up. Oh, you know what, Gl- Megan, you're right. More that was a good one. Casual outfit really was very cute. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I think all hates. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that bad. His hair on a momentum. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What about the bike? <laughs> so hot. So hot. That bike is so hot. Uh, <laughs> speaking of so hot who is everybody's biggest hunk Glennis, don't think about it just say it <laughs> i was gonna say carla or the cambodian okay. uh, yeah okay megan cambodian okay <laughs> ashley yeah cambodian james lou yeah uh I also thought james lou looked very good in this episode and but i also thought uh donna looked very cute like just generally yeah, she, she did she had some absolutely horrific outfits to wear but i still thought she came across like pretty adorable and you're like oh okay i understand why grady would have married this person yeah she's i mean great. Grady should be so lucky honestly i know mm-hmm. he's definitely punching up like for sure like she's and she's so fun and like just everything's a bit lighthearted but she's also smart no i I like her a lot i like donna um and ashley was saying apparently james lou's a big time stunt person Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean he was great just like not in it very much and then you know i always get sad when that happens (laughs) he tries to like kick grady which i liked yeah of course like when it's the happiest moment of her life (laughs) (laughs) so we had 
J.B. Burns. Megan, what do you think? Okay, I have the one about them not believing that Floyd had gone to college. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not a burn, but I did laugh when someone's like broken into the house and Donna's like, where's Jessica's baseball bat? And he's like, she took it with her to London. It's like, what? <laughs> I, I mean, I know he's kidding, but um, I, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Okay, Ashley? I had when Grady was describing to Jessica the um, the C uh, Malachi when he's like, she's describing him because she's, he's trying to figure out like if she knew him or like why he's dead in her living room. And she, he goes, an old sailor with a wooden leg. And she goes, that sounds like Captain Ahab. Like <laughs> yeah. the way he, he just kept describing it. Also, Aunt Harriet had some game, am I right? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> and I think it's Donna, and someone's responding to her. Donna says something, and someone's responding to her to, her to say, hey, my husband's been disappointed in me for 18 years. I say go for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she wants to eat all the snack, like the sweet treats. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, too. Glennis, what about you? Um, I think it's Honeycutt says the lock on their door is as primitive as, as this community. <laughs> oh, yeah. is very hard. So good. And then I had a few. Uh, when Donna catches Grady making out with some stranger in <laughs> his aunt's house, um, she goes, what was she doing? Paying in advance? <laughs> I know. She's... And then my last one was from Stanley. When he's like, he's totally shredded. Never heard of the guy in my life. And I just like, <laughs> at you some shredded. Poor Stanley. Normally you'd be like, oh yeah, like they're shredded. Like they're ripped. They work like, out. Yeah. 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 They're like, he's making it up. I don't know. It's, I don't know. So I yeah. Like, no, I, I get what you're saying. So what you're saying is Tom Sawyer heard a teen say the word shredded and then extrapolated when he yeah, thinks yeah, that yeah, I didn't know how to use it exactly. <laughs> there was no urban dictionary back there, Glennis. You can't just look it up. I had a couple burns from Honeycutt. I liked when he said, never lose your charming fire. It almost compensates for your pathological dishonesty. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. And I also liked the, li- the line where she's like yeah we do have a deal and he goes how terribly reassuring <laughs> <laughs> no, like, he is funny he just I, I like him a lot but he just i wish he was in it more yeah he's funny um okay fave guest star ashley who is your fave guest star um i like debbie zip okay Donna. yep glennis uh i'll go honeycut okay Megan I'm gonna do that as well I'm gonna go David Warner I'll go David Warner too I I gave Debbie Zip my biggest hunk so I think I'll go David Warner for baby guest star Glynis's guess who'd you guess Glynis I literally wrote down neighbor with ugly sweater so Mm. got that wrong I just because Stanley wasn't in it that much and Mm -hmm. but you know I should have at first, I thought it might have been the uh, Greek guy because he lied to them. But then 
I don't think you were that far off with Kami. I think just knowing that it was that family probably it's was fine. Better. You don't have to pacify <laughs> me. <laughs> or pandered to me. Um, yeah. So I got it wrong. Okay. What do we think Glennis gave this episode? <laughs> I mean, I watched it with her, but actually, I, I, I would say it's a six. That's what I, okay. I was gonna say. I'll go. You know what? I'll go seven. Throw a caution to the wind, Glennis. What did you give it? I I give it an eight. <gasps> what? what? Oh my Glennis. god! It's no Amish episode. But... Oh my god, <laughs> Glennis! Please, <laughs> I can't have it with the Amish one anymore. Nobody likes that one. Yeah. <laughs> and Glitters was like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> She's like, this one's incredible. You've really buried the lead. <laughs> I think that probably was part of it. You guys were like, this is going to be awful. And I was like, my, my baseline is low. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. What was your favorite moment? Oh, that's tough. Uh, Stanley. Just all of Stanley. Well, it's specific. I mean, all of Stanley, but then just because, again, it's like he heard someone describe their bike as hot and then wrote it into the writing. But mm-hmm. he's just like looking out the window and he's like, that bike's so hot. <laughs> and I was like, way to show remorse, Stanley. <laughs> it's totally worth it i'd do it again yeah i know stanley (laughs) we really want to get it get that bike out on the road and you know round those curves and get away from the fish smell you're like wow stanley yeah okay uh ashley what do you give the szechuan dragon um so save moment too should do yeah yeah um i think where grady's describing uh malachi to jessica over the phone that made me laugh and then um i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 uh, because because i thought it was quick pace funny and in cabot cove and i love the juxtaposition of like the two separate movies or like shows happening at once um and they're taking that like that sculpture so seriously and yeah. Seth and Mort are just like I don't know being themselves um yeah okay Megan what about you I'm gonna give it an eight okay because I mean I I do wish Jessica was in it a little more but I do like it and it is fast-paced and entertaining um oh gosh favorite part I don't know why I'm struggling with this. I mean, yeah, anything with Stanley, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Why was Stanley the standout of this episode? I don't know. He was just like so kind of ridiculous that I was like, I'm in. Okay, so I'm going to give it a nine. I really like this episode. I think it's a lot of fun. I think my favorite... I'm trying to remember my favorite moment. There, I had a lot. There's a lot of fun moments in this episode. I do like the bit where Debbie and 
sorry, Debbie, I keep calling her Debbie. Donna and Grady are turning the chair around that they know Floyd is tied up in and they think <laughs> that he's dead. And the look on her face when he's alive is just like, oh, phew. <laughs> like, it's really funny. Oh, good. I really liked that bit. I thought that was very good. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really like this one. Does anybody have anything else they want to say about the Szechuan dragon? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you listen again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.